Day 55. Waiting for slow people can be frustrating. Dealing with difficult people takes a lot of time and energy. The influence of a difficult person spreads and impacts others. The resources a difficult person consumes are disproportionate. At the moment, I am a difficult person. Now, to be fair, I would prefer to think about myself as a person in difficulty rather than a difficult person. But I'm not sure I always make that distinction when dealing with others. I don't like being defined by my problems. I see that my titanium scaffolding is the first thing people notice. I do everything more slowly. I need help to get anywhere. I've had hours of nursing time from community care. I can make myself a drink, but I can't take it to where I want to drink it. People are very nice about it all, but I know it has a cost and causes some frustration for them. Of course, I was perfectly capable of being difficult and causing frustration before I had ankle surgery. These few weeks mostly served to remind me of my frailties, deficiencies and insecurities. Often the things about us that frustrate other people are the same things that we find frustrating about ourselves. Paul writing to the Philippians makes an extraordinary statement. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all of my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. This is striking in its scope with the repeated emphasis on all and always. Whenever I think about a group of people, my inclination is more towards saying, in some of my prayers for some of you, I always pray with joy. There must have been difficult people in the church in Philippi, but Paul prays for them all with joy because of their shared history and common partnership in the gospel. It's too easy to develop a hierarchy of who we think matters based on our preferences, to categorise people into the good, the bad and the ugly, or some similar classification system of our own invention. We label and write other people off at our peril, because when we do, it is invariably combined with elevating our opinion of ourselves and forgetting that we need grace and help. There is also a note of hope in what Paul says next. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God does not give up on us. He finishes what he starts. It invariably takes a lifetime. But there is encouragement because the confidence of progress is not based on our own ability, but on God's commitment. I wish my ankle was progressing faster. I would like my strengths to be more developed and my weaknesses less apparent. I would prefer to be further on in my faith and love. 
I desire to be a better husband, father and friend, a more effective leader and a more faithful servant. But how I think I am progressing in any of this is less important than keeping going forward in faith by grace. Today I'm thankful that even with my problems, people pray for me with joy. I'm grateful that the Lord is slowly at work and is more committed to that process of change and growth in me than I can ever be myself. If you have done something which has irritated me recently, I'm sorry if I've seen you as a problem rather than a person. I will try to give thanks for you and pray with joy. And hopefully, if you wait for me, we can slowly move on together. These opening verses from Paul's letter to the Philippians echo challenge and encouragement through the centuries. Every time you cross my mind, I break out in exclamations of thanks to God. Each exclamation is a trigger to prayer. I find myself praying for you with a glad heart. I'm so pleased that you have continued on in this with us. Believing and proclaiming God's message from the day you heard it right up to the present. There's never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. It's not at all fanciful for me to think this way about you. My prayers and hopes have deep roots in reality. You have, after all, stuck with me all the way from the time I was thrown in jail, put on trial and came out of it in one piece. All along, you have experienced with me the most generous help from God. He knows how much I love and miss you these days. Sometimes I think I feel as strongly about you as Christ does. So this is my prayer, that your love will flourish and that you will not only love much, but well. Learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush, like a lover's life, circumspect and exemplary, a life Jesus will be proud of, bountiful in fruits from the soul making Jesus Christ attractive to all, getting everyone involved in the glory and praise of God. I'm not really like this yet, but if I could become a lot more like Paul, I would be a little more like Jesus, and maybe a little bit less difficult. Well, maybe. <laughs>